Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Rolls wrote you that letter. You wrote Coach Rolls a letter after he uh, was so kind to you, and but we appreciate you being here. It's always a pleasure to come back here. It's a lot of fun. The people treat me well and like to see these coaches when they come in and I like to follow their careers to find out how many are going to yeah. be head coaching jobs in the next couple of years and it's always fun to see the growth there and see some of these coaches excel at what they do best. Speaking yeah. of coaching, head coaching jobs, Alex Golish joins us now. Uh, Alex, yes, if you sir. get that mic right there, uh, just announced uh, he kept here as the offensive coordinator of Tennessee as a Brawls were finalist but rolls into town as a new head coach at South Florida. Very difficult, Roger and Bruce when this happens, it's happened before in the 27 years and where a coach, assistant becomes a head coach, and all of a sudden you got 9 billion things going on. So first of all, Alex, thank you for being here. You didn't have to come. You could have said, I don't have time, uh, but you're here. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a credit to what this award really means uh, more so than anything I've done. I, I think the fact that that I've coached, they said 19 years yesterday, uh, which which seems like – it's been five. It's it's you've worked your whole career to to be able to represent your school, uh, be able to represent yourself, your family on, on such a prestigious honor. I think it was Jesse Minner last night that said this is like the Heisman Trophy for assistant yeah. coaches, yeah. Yeah. and um, and to represent the University of Tennessee and everything it, they did for me for two years, and and know that the last guy before me was David Cutcliffe. Yep. That, that was sitting here in 98 and when I saw that and, and what cut has meant to the University of Tennessee and got a chance to talk to to cut here uh, la two weeks ago was at practice um, it was it was something that I felt like I had to do um, to really say thank you and and I'm beyond grateful to be here also my wife's home state yeah um, like Greenwood right yeah Greenwood yeah. Arkansas so her parents have been season ticket holders at the University of Arkansas for 40 years, yeah. same same four tickets on the 35-yard line there. I like and that. So I think just as much as a thank you to my wife, and I said that last night at the banquet, and a thank you to them. Um, and I'm, I'm still working. Uh, I you, haven't, you haven't been off the phone, basically. Uh, when you're not talking to us, yeah. you're on the phone. Right? Well, I have, and, and it's been it's been crazy since Saturday night and uh, started putting it all together Sunday and then press conference yesterday. Get literally my my chief of staff grabbed me and, and took me to the airport and we dropped my kiddos off in Knoxville here. Dropped my wife off in Knoxville back to uh, back to Tampa tonight and I've got a Zoom call with the entire state of Florida high school coaches tonight and we're hitting the ground running. You know, if I if I can just to talk about your work ethic and all that because I heard a little bit of it uh, uh, last night, as a matter of fact, and and uh, I really enjoyed it. Well, that comes from your parents. You know, we all as parents we all talk about, yeah. uh, you know, I want to give my kids a better life and this and that. It's all great when we're sitting here in America and we've got microwave ovens and Wi-Fi and all that kind of stuff. But your parents did. They left everything they knew behind in Moscow, in Russia. That's where you were born. Left it all behind. To come here to give you and a brother yeah. a better life. Yeah. Speak to that if you can. Yeah. You know, I got a little bit emotional yesterday just thinking about it. Um, uh, talking to my parents. Uh, shoot, Saturday night when I, I told them I was, I was heading to Tampa. I think <coughs> for them it was it was a culmination of a lot, and they've been proud of a lot of things. And um, the one thing I learned early, early on, you know, that like you said, they picked up everything they had. We moved to Brooklyn when I was seven. Uh, I watched my mom clean houses and my dad drive a box truck around the city. 
um, for a long time. Um, my dad still runs a warehouse, and and uh, man, they taught us hard work. They taught us that that you can do anything you you want. And so when when I talk to young people, you know, on the recruiting trail and in college football, so so crazy right now with everything going on. Um, but I, I still think think that it comes down to treating young people the right way, helping people find their way, both young people, coaches, guys you work with, gals you work with. I think at the end of the day, I, I've just learned that you can still outwork people. People complain about NIL. Yeah. People complain about Portal. People complain about a lot of different things. And um, I've been a part of, I feel like every job I've ever taken has been a rebuild. And we, we get finally get to the sec man the mecca of college football we get to tennessee january 27th two years ago and half our team's in the portal and yeah we everybody tells us we suck and and uh that fan base was so hungry for a winner and and josh heupel same work ethic same guy dad was a d2 nai d2 head coach and said man we're gonna roll our sleeves up and go to work and and I think this, as much as anything, not to change the subject, is a, is a honor to him for what he's done, and for me to be sitting here is is incredible. We took a took a bunch of transfers, a bunch of a bunch of guys that nobody really wanted. A guy in Hendon Hooker who should be in New York and is not for whatever reason, um, and we put together the number one offense in the country in scoring and, and points and yards and every category because our kids believed and they believed not because of nil not because of transfer portal they believed because they were sick of losing and they were willing to go to work and so credit to those kids i know i changed sure. the subject That's there okay. i didn't mean no. to but yeah but um it's a little bit surreal it i works. also hadn't slept in three days so you're just getting you're getting the full full getting truth the, getting the honesty there you out go. Of it. There you well go. we have a ceo who is a huge tennessee fan and uh she was on cloud nine this year i gotta go back to the one game against alabama because I, how many years had it been since 16 yeah so what what was that game like in the conclusion and the elation of the fan base yeah you know um, man, I, I think that was, you know, we had just beaten Florida week, two weeks prior to that, week four at home in a checker down Neyland. And, and that was the first sign, you know, I, I think as a coach, as a, as a head coach, when you take over program, you, you need a, a stamp win. You need a marquee win. Um, you've talked about marquee wins on TV. You know, you need something to say, Hey, we have done it. And, um, and so I think that Florida win, regardless of how good Florida is or is it publicly, we hadn't beaten Florida since 2016. Right. Um, and that was like the monkey off your back. You know, it, it's, a, it's a fan base that is so hungry to win that keeps saying, like, here we go again. And um, that was the first one. And then you, you fast forward two <coughs> weeks and Alabama came in town and it was like the perfect storm. Uh, you know, we were playing really well. Um, our kids were really, really confident. Uh, they we finally got over the hump of of man can we really do this? Our kids just went out and played on both sides of the ball. There was never a panic. Uh, there was a point in the game where we fumbled it on our own 15 yard line on a handoff, and we came out and just drove the field. And um, I think at the end of it, it was to be honest with you. Uh, I got down to the field, and my my wife and kiddos were down there. It was and it was a it was a really really incredible moment the entire stadium smelled like cigar smoke and people were on the field the goalposts were coming down i literally this is no lie and my wife is upstairs i stood there with my wife and kiddos and just looked around i got emotional i did because it was it was one of those moments where you're like you've worked your whole life for a moment like that 
and it was a um, it was it was a really really touching moment um, in a lot of ways. Again, very, really really emotional moment. Just looking at hype and, and looking at our guys, and it was like finally, like finally, we didn't win the Super Bowl. We didn't we we didn't win a championship at that point. But at that point, it was like we can do whatever we want to do if we just continue to work at it. And and you can use a bunch of a bunch of words, culture, yeah. uh, process, whatever you want. Like in truth, those kids were sick of losing and came together, and the and the guys in that locker room led. You talk about player-driven leadership, like Hendon Hooker, and and Jerome Carvin and Darnell Wright, and all these kids there that were just sick of losing and came together. And from January on, those kids worked as hard as anybody I've ever seen work, regardless of the coaching. Worked as hard as they could. And that was a culmination of all of that that night. Uh, now you're in South Florida. Obviously, did we, did we ask? I don't think we asked a question. Are you coaching in the bowl game? Are you in Orange Bowl? Uh, I am not going to coach okay. in the game. Uh, so one of the things he said last night, Roger, which was hilarious. Tell, share what you did last night about South versus North versus what you've learned between. Uh. Yes, this this is pretty good, Rise. Listen to this. Yeah. So my wife is from, like you said, Greenwood, Arkansas, um, and I met her when I was a GA at Oklahoma State, and. Um, Dragged her all over the country. Dragged her to Toledo, Ohio. Dragged her to Champaign, Illinois. Ames, Iowa. Ames, Iowa. Four years in Ames, Iowa was where there was a there was a it was a we talk about a culmination of events where my wife said enough is enough. Um, you know, Ames is a great place, an incredible fan base. It is the coldest place that I have ever lived in, and it continues to be really really cold for for a lot of reasons. Uh, but we we left Ames and went to went to Central Florida, and, and when I took the Central Florida job, told my wife, hey, babe, we're, we're going south. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, to the south. You've always wanted to be in the south. You're from Arkansas, y'all, the whole deal, right? And <laughs> hey. She's like, hey, hey, babe, Florida's not the south. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So then a year in, a year in, we go to Knoxville. She's like, finally, we're in the south, you know, and really southern people and southern hospitality and Two years later, we're going back south, and my wife's like, that ain't south. And I, I made the joke last night. I said, I've met more people from, literally, this is no lie, met more people from New York City in the last three days than when I lived in Brooklyn. And, and so it's, uh, no, we're so excited, excited to be in, in Tampa. And great what an town. incredible yeah. place. Man. Yeah, it's Holy a great town. Yeah. And, By the yeah, way, we spent so, a couple of days yeah, there last there, year. We were yeah. there for the uh, Outback Bowl last that, last year for yeah. the uh, for the Razorback and right. Penn State game. By the way, did you see the, the – while we were up there last night, you were on the phone, but we were in the room for the hospitality suite, Mark uh, and Bruce, and I looked at the score, and, it's, you know, they're playing – Tampa Bay's playing New Orleans, and, and Brady's down 16-3. to Now, look, there's seven minutes left, and I made a comment to one of the coaches. I said, man – so they scored three points in four quarters. Horrible, and they—I think they've been shut out the last two times against New Orleans. I get by the time I get my car, I hear <laughs> one of the most great, greatest comeback ever by uh, Tom Brady. Right. But uh, anyway, I'm sure that Tampa is on fire today about that game last night. So, well, we'll find out when I get back in town tonight. It's—it's it's such a cool sports town with the Bucks and the Lightning, and they're both super involved with with USF and. And the Yankees and that organization is super involved with USF. I think it's a really cool partnership altogether. Um, I think our biggest challenge is going to be to to get a program that that hadn't won a whole lot in, in the last in the last shoot six years, and get that get that fan base to believe we're building a stadium on campus. That was the last part of of my negotiation on Saturday. Was I wanted I wanted nice. to see that come to fruition, um, and. 
and it's happening. Breaking ground, we're rolling, and we're going to be in an on-campus stadium here in the near future. I just went blank. Who was the coach that put that school on the map? I'm just blank. Jim Levitt. So Jim Levitt, you know Jim? Yep. Jim, Bruce, you, uh, Jim Levitt, I was trying to think. If I had him here, he, I don't think he was ever a finalist. I know he it was a, obviously he's been a head coach and assistant coach. But let me tell you, that dude could coach. And it showed that South Florida could compete with him. South Florida was going to Auburn and beating Auburn. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean there's athletes down in, in South Florida. So, I mean, you've got some, some great athletes to recruit in that area. There's no doubt. And don't forget that that place is 26 years old in terms of the football program. I'm yeah. just the sixth head coach in the yeah. history of that place. Um, Everything you're doing right now is like the first time you're doing it. It's it's new. Jim Levitt set a standard. Um, I, I've got a graphic on my phone. So the, the BCS rankings came out. I want to say it was 2007. Mark, you would know better. Seven or nine. They, the first ones that came out that year, we were number two in the country. And, uh, and that's the standard that was set back then yeah they haven't lived up to the standard right and um and i think with with the 12-team playoff now and, and i understand the alignment of every realignment of everything that's happening and, and the power five and all of these things that are happening in the new american conference i think with with the 12 12 team playoff i think you've got a chance i think that they said six out of the last eight years the the american would have been represented in that in that 12 team playoff that's got to be the ultimate goal at this point. You know, you, you, you sit down, you're like, where are we going to take this program? Right. I think that has to be the vision is to get in that dance. And if you can get in that dance, then you're talking about the NCAA tournament. And we've seen how that's gone. And, and so that's my goal. That's, my, that's what I'm going to live up to every day. We're going to work to get there. But athletes, yes. Support, yes. Commitment, yes. It's a really, really cool place. And for the next couple of years, we'll be playing in Raymond James, and then we'll be on campus, which will be incredible. By the way, Jim Levitt was a Brawls Award finalist in 2016. So after he had left South Florida, he was at Colorado. And he was a – he was a, you remember that, Jeff Hildebrand? He was, he, he was great. Anyway, uh, congratulations, Alex. And listen, the fact that you're even here is, is a testimony, like you said, to the award, and it shows what kind of class you have. Because uh, I know you got nine thousand things going on, but thank you and good luck today, and uh, congratulations, best of success down in Tampa at South Florida. Thank you, appreciate y'all. Thanks, That's Alex Golish. Yeah, what a great story, Roger, oh, about I, the family coming from. Well, we, from we Russia. always talk about it. We always yeah. talk about. It. I've sacrificed everything yeah, for my children and all this, but his parents did. Yeah, I mean, uh, coming here, you talk about Jim Lovett. I can remember the time when he started that. Program.